Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the 4 Press Podcast presented by GolfWeek.com. I'm your host, David Dusek, and my guest in this episode is LPGA Tour star Brittany Lincecum. In addition to being an eight-time winner on the LPGA Tour, she's won two LPGA Tour majors, the 2009 Craft Abisco and the 2015 a Inspiration. And the podcast you're about to hear was recorded while Brittany was in her car, so at a couple of points, the audio is not perfect. But guess what? The world's not really perfect right now, is it? So get over it. Brittany and I did have a chance to talk about how the Canera virus pandemic is affecting the LPGA Tour and her personally. And then we talked about her love of fishing and how life has changed since she gave birth to her daughter, Emery, and how she and other mothers adapt to being moms and professional athletes. Get stronger, hit longer, and end pain with Golf Forever. Created by Justin Leonard and co-author of the Younger Next Year Backbook, Dr. Jeremy James, Golf Forever is the Take Anywhere online golf fitness program that helps you build a body prime for golf. It's simple, safe, and it works. At home, in the gym, on the golf course, Golf Forever's easy-to-follow exercise, warm-up routines, and course management videos will help you play your best pain-free. Sign up today at GolfForever.com and use promo code GOLFWEEK for a free 14-day trial. So I'd like to welcome to the Forward Press Podcast, um, Brittany Lincecum. And I don't know how this is possible, Brittany, but how is it that you have now been a professional for, am I right, is it 15 years that you've been a pro now? How is that possible? Yeah, I don't know. 15 or 16 even. I, it's it's hard to fathom that I'm that old, I guess. I feel like I'm a spring chicken and, and super young, but obviously I'm not. <laughs> None of us are as young as we used to be, that, that's for sure. But Brittany has won yeah. two major championships, 2009 Craft and Bisco Championship, 2015 ANA Inspiration. And if I'm not mistaken, not to sort of jump ahead, but there's some obvious questions that I want to ask you at, at this point. You were on with Stacey Lewis, I believe, doing the pre-tournament ANA Inspiration press conference. You do a lot of those different mm-hmm. kinds of things. And at that point... Obviously, the coronavirus outbreak had, had started. It was well-established in, in Asia. At what point did, did all of this that's happening to, to everybody now globally become a real thing for you? Uh, you travel internationally all the time. You took most of last season <laughs> off. You, you had a baby. Congratulations. Eight and a half mm-hmm. months old now at this point? Yeah. Yeah. So when, when did all this really sort of hit home for you and you realize, wow, this is going to be big? You know, it, it seemed to escalate really quickly. You know, the, the Asian events getting canceled, you know, that was pretty much expected. Obviously, you know, it, since it's kind of happening, you know, over there, you know, that seemed to make sense. And then all of a sudden when, you know, word came about and rumors were spreading around about canceling Phoenix and the two out in California and the a and I mean, that's my favorite event of the season. Um, obviously it, it, it kind of came on super fast. You know, I thought, Oh, this is just going to blow over. This is no big deal. Everyone's going to take precautions. Uh, and now, you know, we're, we're what 
three nine events canceled, but it, it's definitely crazy and it definitely escalated quickly. Yeah, it. Um, you sort of talked a little bit about how events are changing and and such like that. We received a an email. I'm sure you have received notification from the LPGA tour. It was announced this morning. We're recording this. Mm-hmm. On a Friday morning at around 10.45 or so in the morning that, uh, and I'll read this out loud and we can chat about it. After previously announcing that the postponement of our events through the ANA inspiration and following the broadening directives of the various health organizations, the LPGA Tours informed its players that three additional events on our schedule are now postponed. Noticed the word postponed, they're not canceled, so that's that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. The Low Championship in Oahu, mm-hmm. Hawaii, um, the Hugelaire Premiera in LA Open in Los Angeles, obviously, in the LPGA, Mediheal Championship in Daly City, uh, California. Daly City being just outside San Francisco. So now at this point, mm-hmm. if you take a look, and I've got the LPGA Tour schedule in front of me, you know, it's it's looking like at this point what we're we're now at the um, the Pelican Women's Championship in Bel Air, Florida, yeah. um, would be the we're next event. right down the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly, just down the road from you, May eleventh. How do you sort of react to that? Like, what goes through your head when you receive an email or you get notification that, wow, like, even more tournaments are not going to happen, at least right now? Yeah, you know, I love that word postponed. Um, I would love for all of these domestic events to be rescheduled at the end of the year. And, you know, maybe we skip going to Korea and China and Malaysia at the end of the year and and Mm -hmm. Taiwan and we put these domestic events in there because they're all such wonderful events. It's going to be hard to, to tell which tournament you're going to skip and which one you have to cancel altogether um, because we have so many wonderful events. But I love the word postponed because that means, you know, we do have some off weeks that we could we could possibly fill. We might be playing 20 weeks uh, straight coming up at the end of the season. There you go. Um, but, you know, that's just kind of going to be the reality for this year. You know, it's going to be different and we all just kind of got to roll with it and, um, maybe not take as many breaks as we normally would because we want to play as much as possible, especially if you're playing well. That would be the key. If you're playing well, yeah. you just ride that thing out and play as many weeks in a row as you can. Um, but I love the postpone word and, uh, you know, ANA, I don't know if you're going to uh, talk on that next, but, you know, it's already been rescheduled for September, yep. which is fantastic. Um, it's the week before my birthday. You know, what, mm. what better way to spend your birthday than to have a win in a major? That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, I think you know, it's, it's tough. The commissioner, the staff, the LPGA, us players, nobody's ever been in this situation before. So it's definitely going to be a new year and uh, we'll just have to roll with it and see what happens. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's new ground for everybody, unfortunately. It's not the kind of ground that we, we want to be doing, but, but here we are and you've got to adapt to it. You've got to sort of be ready for it. Who are you talking to amongst other LPGA Tour players and potentially other athletes about what's going on? I, it's, it's a close-knit community out on that tour. And you've got a lot of friendships. You're one of the more popular players out there. Who who are you chatting with and what are you guys talking about? Um, just trying to talk to some of the girls that are on the board or who have been on the board. Chris Moss is on the board. Morgan Pressel was on the board. Even talking to other moms like Brittany Lang, Jackie Stolting, um, just uh, Sarah Jane. Just, just seeing what everyone's doing, how everyone's practicing, what people are doing with their time. Uh, we were going to try to get together with all the moms with the babies because there's four of us that live here in Florida and yep. we were going to get together. But now it just doesn't seem smart to leave the house unless you uh, really have to. So um, that's a bummer. But, um, you know, just just talking to players, I mean, there's obviously not a lot we can do about it. And uh, it is what it is. And thanks for everybody. But uh, this is this is what we have to do. Um I would never ask you to name names, certainly. Are you aware of anybody that's been tested or, or that has contracted the virus? Because one of the things that 
we're just starting to see our, our numbers are going way up because I think yeah. we're just now starting to get testing done, which is great. Um, some athletes have already come out. Kevin Durant, for example, tested positive, some other mm -hmm. members of the, um, the Brooklyn Nets and, and some other athletes, mm -hmm. and those numbers are going to increase. I mean, the more we mm -hmm. test, which is great, the more we learn, and that's certainly step one. Do you know of anybody that has been tested or, or that has contracted the virus? I do not know anybody that has either been tested or has tested positive um, yet. But like you said, we're getting more testing, which is amazing. And, um, you know, that's obviously a step forward of, of getting this controlled and mm -hmm. keeping those people away from everybody else, obviously. And, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm more worried. Like my daughter, and there's not too many babies or kids that are even none that I've heard of right. that have it. I'm more worried about like my dad and my parents. My dad has exactly. asthma really bad. He's always having respiratory problems. So when we were booking the flight and getting ready to go to Phoenix before they canceled it, I really wanted him to stay home. But of course, he's like, no, I want to come watch you play, you know. So um, I'm more worried about my parents. So they, they need to stay at home and, and not be outside. <laughs> we're, we're in the same boat here. I'm, you know, knocking wood. You can just hear that. I'm one of those people that usually gets one cold a year. I, I've had I've been blessed with a pretty good immune system at this point. Um, I'm 49 years old. I'm in good health. I'm not necessarily in the highest risk group. My wife has asthma. And my biggest fear would be, for example, I was at Bay Hill in Orlando a couple weeks ago. And it was really interesting, Brittany, to be there to see things hadn't sort of, you know, quote unquote, got real yet at that point. People were still mm -hmm. um, at, attending the tournament. There were a lot of people there in the days ahead of it. I would see people. We, some would shake hands. Some would fist bump. Um, I only saw a couple of masks on the flight from Hartford, Connecticut to Orlando going down. I didn't see any coming back. The plane was, oh. I'd say two-thirds to maybe three-quarters full we weren't packed wow. um but but there were a lot of people and that was just over two weeks ago my biggest fear though when i came home and i haven't shown i i am is is that what if i got it never showed sure. any symptoms of it and then passed it on to my wife or my in-laws right. who are in their 70s and sure. i don't get sick but somehow they do and that i think is the reason why again people have been harping on this and i think it's so important for everybody to realize is that you you don't want to be the person that that accidentally infects someone that you love or anybody else. Absolutely. Like that that's the yep. whole thing of it. And so um, as an athlete, when you are, are walking down fairways, you're going to the next turn, whenever that ha happens to be. And let's hope it's sooner rather than later. But we've got to be said, what, what are you, given those circumstances that you just talked about, what would you need to see or to hear to make you feel like, yeah, you know what? I feel safe going back out and competing again. What What would you want to hear? from the LPGA tour or from the CDC or whatever that says, yep, I, I, that, that'll do it for me. Let's go play. Yeah. I just, um, getting it under control. I think getting more people tested and, and knowing like who actually has that. You just said that that's the scariest part. I mean, you can carry this and not even know if you're a carrier, um, because you don't have symptoms like that's It has such a strange thing for me. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just listening to what they say and, and just, you know, obviously the LPGA is in contact with all the right people and, and getting information and um, they will not send us back unless they are 100 percent positive that um, we can get out there and get and play again. Obviously, you know, I'm, we might not be high fiving as much as we used to mm -hmm. um, just to maybe stay safe. Just, you know, a couple of weeks after we first start playing, maybe obviously going to keep some hand sanitizer in the bag. <laughs> um, but yeah, just take, you know, little precautions, kind of ease our way back into it and um, and, and just wait until everything gets back to normal again. 
I realize that you, like everybody else, has only been living under these circumstances for a relatively short period of time. But um, given that your professional schedule to some degree now is, a, is in limbo, um, what are you doing to pass the time and try and be safe and, and to try and keep your game in order? I mean, it's a very strange thing. Usually when you would have an off season, you're like, okay, I'm going to come back here. And so I'm going to start my training in a certain place. And this is what I'm going to work on. And right now, a lot of those things are unknown. What are you, what are you doing to pass the time? I feel like I've had like two or three off seasons already. It's been so strange, obviously, coming back from maternity leave and just wanting to start the season and get things going. I obviously played in the first two events in January and yep. then now have all this time off. So it's been really crazy. Um, my husband and I and, and his parents and sister, are, we're in town and now his sister is still in town. So we've been fishing a lot, um, just trying to – from – everybody and, and everything that's going on and just going on on the water and um catching a lot of fish because if you go to the local grocery store there's not a lot of uh poultry and, and meats and everything so uh we've been just we've been fishing probably three times in the last couple of weeks which is awesome um and just kind of hanging out at home and cooking dinner at home and watching tv and movies and um just enjoying each other's company because there's again not a lot we can do outside of that. <laughs> and if and if anybody out there who's listening to this wants to see some pretty big fish, um, yeah. was that a grouper that you were holding up yesterday? What was that? Yeah, red grouper. And I just got a new run, and we were going to use it for something else. And then I was like, oh, let me just try it out. It's the first day. And then I pulled up that red grouper, and it was the craziest thing. And it's such a beautiful fish. And he was delicious. <laughs> you can go to uh, Brittany1Golf <laughs> on Instagram, and you're going to see lots of yeah. baby pictures. You're going to see lots of fish. <laughs> yeah. You're going to see some golf stuff, a little bit of golf stuff. Um, a little bit of golf stuff. Well, the, you know, the, it's we got our priorities right now. You know what? I'm I'm all for playing yeah. and stuff like that. But I, I'll be honest with you, as a guy who grew up fly fishing, I'm envious of the size of the things that sometimes you've been able to pull up. How did you let? Let's get off of the the dreary stuff and, and the unknown stuff. Let's get to some fun stuff to talk about cool. ra rather than the crows. How did you start fishing? I, I just realized I didn't answer your question about practicing. Though. No, well, um, you know. I play basically on Fridays with the head pro okay. at our club, you know, everyone knows me, knows I don't really practice too much and, and don't like to practice, but I like to play. So I'm going today. I'm so excited. I'm on my way to Copperhead uh, up at Innisbrook where the PGA oh, wow. was supposed to play this week for the Valspar. So I am, the golf course is going to be in the most Perfect. beautiful condition yeah. and I am so excited. Um, so anyway, I, I haven't really been playing too much, but once we kind of get going again, hopefully uh, the new Pelican event in, in May will be our first event. Closer to, I'll, I'll start grinding again and, and start playing a little bit more. But uh, in the meantime, um, I started fishing. I actually grew up, there was a ditch, like a pond ditch kind of canal thing yeah. next to our house. And I used to catch turtles. That and sounds yes, like a blues that song. That, that sounds like something no. that like an old <laughs> blues man would be singing about, sitting by the ditch catching turtles. That Isn't was that, that funny? Catching turtles with bacon and hot dogs. Yes, my turtles love um, when I was like nine-ish, nine or ten-ish, and I would pull them up the bank and take them to the house because we lived around the corner. And my dad would take them off of the hook, and I would chase them back, and I would catch them again and do it. was like a whole process. So um, that's how I started fishing. And then my brother started taking me wading, uh, and then eventually I got a boat years ago, yep. and then I got a new boat, and it's just become a – it's a very expensive hobby, but it's, it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> Where's your favorite place to go? Uh, really just in my backyard, just out in the Gulf. I love to go deep sea fishing because I feel like, A, you never know what you're going to catch. You never know what you're going to see. 
you could see turtles, you could see manta rays, stingrays. Um, there was amberjack the other day that were just swimming around the boat in, in Barracuda. Like, it's just the sky's the limit. The water's so blue out there, and I just love it. Well, I can tell you that there's, um, if, we, if we're able to get to some of the different events that are on the LPGA tour, if, you, if the ShopRite LPGA at the end of May is played, I would be happy to host you, and we'll go fly fishing. I don't know anything about deep no. sea. I've gone out a few times off the coast here in Connecticut. You can get stripers, and you can get blues. Uh, you can get some other stuff, and you need big equipment, and obviously saltwater gear for me. Um, there is wonderful, fun trout fishing and bass fishing to be had up there. And uh, New Jersey has got a sneaky good system for all that kind of stuff. It's, it's great up here in the Northeast. We've got... Historically significant golf courses and historically significant trout water. And uh, it'd be really fun to, to take you out instead of seeing these lunker groupers and jacks and all that <laughs> stuff. Let's let's do something a little bit cagey. Let's let's get out there and make you stalk a little something that's uh, a little more that skittish. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Yes, it would be, be really good. So have you ever – do you, because you do travel, do you ever travel with rods and reels? Or is that like, hey, if I'm going to other places, it's, it's a business trip. We're bringing the sticks and that's going to be it. You know, I keep wanting to get like a little fold up pole to put in my bag, but right. uh, it just never seems to happen. And so it's, it's really just all business, unfortunately, unless we go to Hawaii. And then I've gone there a couple of times just renting some charters um, or if we rent a house that has maybe poles and like a pond in the backyard or uh, like sometimes we've stayed on golf courses before. So I do some bass fishing in the, in the evening. Right. Um, but I do not travel with a rod, which that is really smart. And I, you would think after all these years, I'll I would do that. But I'll tell you what, I you don't. can put even a simple two piece rod into a golf bag and it stores very nicely and is very well protected. Just a little, yeah. little heads up. I, well, um, the only time I ever did it is when I went <laughs> one year to Doral to cover the tournament when they were playing a PGA tour event there, those ponds, there are a couple of them and we knew where they were. We're stocked with peacock bass, and um, that oh, wow. was crazy because they are number one fearless. So you can walk right up, and they'll see you, and you see them, and all of a sudden, like you toss something out there that looks nothing like a fish, but their instincts kick in, and they the way that yeah. fish sort of figure out well what is this is that they take it in their mouth and they try and eat it, and if it's food they swallow, if it's not they spit it out. Well, we were throwing all kinds of things at these peacock bass and just <laughs> right by the condos and the hotel rooms where players were staying by the driving range. Enormous. They, like awesome. eight and nine pounders. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It's a bucket for a mouth. Um, oh, wow. It was big fun. So just a little, little word yeah. to the wise on there. Um, so you had a baby who's eight and a half months old. I remember when my kids, I have uh -huh. a son who's 15 and a daughter who's 10. And eight and a half months starts to be the crazy time because I'm assuming she is not walking yet, but no. yeah. So what's, what's life been like for you now with her around the house? It's been fantastic. You know, I, I feel like, I don't know what I would be doing with my time right now if I didn't have her. So um, she's rolling now, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. She's going to start crawling here any minute. Um, but yeah, she's fantastic. It's just cool to see, uh, yeah, every day she's doing something different or something else excites her and just her awareness and um, trying new foods. That's always really fun. And now she's learning to kind of spit things back out at you. So now it's like <laughs> if there's food everywhere, <laughs> um, which is super fun. The dog loves it. Um, <laughs> so it, it's just it's just cool to see her developing uh, every day and, and getting older. It's, it's awesome. Is there a sort of a sorority of moms out on the LPGA tour, I realize it's still going to be a, a minority, but 
it's it's such a unique challenge that oftentimes men on the PGA tour don't really seem to be a part of that, which isn't to say they're not good fathers and dads, but but the a lot of the responsibilities of parenthood out there are falling to people other than the golfers. For you guys, gals, um, a lot of times the kids are gonna be in tow. It's a it's a whole family affair and it seems like it would be something that would be number one, a totally different physical challenge as well as an emotional challenge, it seems like. Is there a group of women that, that seem to congregate because of that? Absolutely. I mean, um, this was such a fantastic time to have a baby because uh, Jarena Pillar, Stacey Lewis kind of started it. And now myself, Brittany Lang, Sarah Jane, Jackie Stolting, um, all like so many babies. And it's going to be such a wonderful time uh, for her to grow up out on tour with all these other friends and all these other kids and um, just as Smuckers is it provides our daycare for us. So we have three daycare ladies now because we have wow. so many babies. Uh, and one of the ladies for sure, maybe two of the ladies have been there, been with us for almost 20 years. So, um, it's a woman who I've, I've seen and I've been, I've met a bunch of, bunch of times. So I feel very, uh, confident, you know, there. leaving. Sure. There is for sure. And then, uh, the Smuckers, uh, they provide, you know, a truck that follows us around and has the pack and plays and, uh, the strollers and all the toys and everything for the kids. So um, it's it's a fantastic time for the LPGA and babies. And there's so many moms, so it's it's great if you know if I need advice, I can I can text one of the moms and say, hey, this is what's happening. How do I deal with this, or what do I need to do? And um, just getting such wonderful, especially for traveling. You know, I've already bought so much extra stuff that you know other moms have said this is really helpful for us. You know, we you really need this on the road. You have to get this and. Um, that's going to be very helpful once we get playing again. When you travel, and, and I realize you've only been out to, to two events since being a mom, do you get an mm-hmm. extra bedroom to sort of set up, or do you get a, a situation where you can try and get as much rest as you can, but if the baby wakes up in the middle of the night, dad does a feeding, or are you guys sort of past the middle of the night having to, to wake up <laughs> thing? I think we're almost past that. She's slept 10 straight hours last night but the night Woo-hoo! before she woke up around midnight for about 15 15 minutes so it's it's kind of a quick wake up give her the pacifier again she goes back to sleep which is awesome so when i'm home i'm not working so i do the feedings and get up if, if she does wake up but on the road my parents are going to travel as well and, and my family have owned a daycare for 31 years randomly enough so they know a lot about kids which is great and we have other nieces and nephews um so my parents have been around kids forever and um, they're going to travel every week with me so we're definitely going to try to rent a lot of either condos or a lot of houses and the first two events out we had my sponsor diamond resorts um gave us a, a three-bedroom condo and then the next week we stayed in housing with uh, some people which was great um so we're definitely going to try to do that as much as possible so we're not just stuck in a hotel room all crammed together so if there, i do have an early morning or if she isn't sleeping well i know teeth she's got to get some teeth here soon i'm sure well, that's, that's going to be yeah yeah that's a, <laughs> that's that's a great hear. time that's a real <laughs> it's going to be right when i'm going back out on tour <laughs> yeah well, it's, um, so. it's funny so i talked to ryan moore who was on the podcast a, a few months ago and he is <laughs> Wife and he at the time had had an infant, and it was you know their da- dad has got a, a seven thirty five tea time tomorrow morning. He needs to get sure. to sleep, and <laughs> it's just different because the bond, especially early on with young children, with babies and mom, dad dads can use bottles, dads can do pacifiers, dads can walk kids around who are crying and who aren't happy and, and all that kind of stuff. Mom in this case needs rest. I mean that's the way it's going to be, and I think it's these are things yeah. that a lot of people 
don't realize or never even think about when they watch an LPGA Tour event. I mean, they're, they're aware that women have kids, obviously, but it's, it's different in that you're being pulled in a lot of different directions. And um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to compete. If you don't mind my asking, I know that, for example, after my wife had our kids, both of which were born cesarean, mm-hmm. um, she had been a mm-hmm. runner. She practiced yoga. Her body had changed, obviously. These, these are things that are supposed to happen. And it took her not that long to get up and moving around and feeling somewhat comfortable, but it took a while to sort of recover. After childbirth for yeah. you, how long did it take for you to recover to the point where you're like, yeah, you know what? I think if I wanted to, I could swing golf clubs or that I could. I know you said <laughs> you're not a big practice person, but how long did that yeah. take? I think your viewers are going to hate me because I know my other mom friends on tour hated me. So my pregnancy was a dream. Like I was never sick. I really felt awesome the whole entire time. I could have played, I swear, until I was like nine months pregnant. Wow. Um, so I only had gained 18 pounds and was only was going to my last event of the season up in Chicago. And Emery decided she wanted to come eight weeks early. <laughs> so I went into labor in Chicago and, and delivered in Chicago within a couple hours of, of me getting there and, and everything. And it was a crazy, crazy experience. Um, so her coming early, like obviously a lot of stress, you know, I, I dropped the weight quickly. I mean, like I said, I only gained 18 pounds cause I was, um, eight weeks early. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've been told you normally gain all your weight towards the end. Um, so I just think with the stress and everything, like I, sw- I was back to my normal weight. I felt great after like two weeks. I swear I could have played after like two weeks, um, after having her, but, um, just being in the NICU and everything uh, in Chicago, I had my golf clubs, but, um, you had other things going on. I was yeah. at the hospital. They, they, yeah. I, I hope I that they the got a lot like of dust on during that period of time because I know that uh, they did. <laughs> my, my wife would both admire, will, will both admire hearing that and hate you for it. Um, at the <laughs> I same know. Time. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it, it's got to be pretty unusual. But hey, listen, I want to uh, yeah. let you go because I don't want to hold you up. So so you've played in a PGA Tour event. What are you anticipating yeah. Copperhead course to, to be like? If you're on your way to go play there, what would you normally yeah. shoot? And under these types of conditions, what are you thinking the course is going to be like? I mean, it's going to be – Copperhead has always been one of my favorite golf courses in the whole world. I just I think it's so beautiful with the trees, and they have these really cool little monkey squirrels um, that are super cute that will come eat right out of your hand. Um, but, yeah, the golf course – I mean, it should be – the PGA was supposed to play this week for the Valspar, so it should be in, in amazing shape and condition. And I'm just not sure what keys we're going to play. I know I'm playing with some guy friends. None of my long drive friends, thank God. So I'm guessing we're not going to play it from the tips because this golf course from the tips is, is super hard. Um, but it, I, I'm just going to go out. Like I said, I haven't really played golf in like two weeks. So I'm just going to go out and enjoy it. It's a beautiful day. It's 82 degrees and sunny here in Florida. and Just going to enjoy just the, the fresh, clean air and being outside. Well, as it's uh, 54 degrees and raining here in Connecticut, I'm going to enjoy oh. it for you <laughs> Sorry. Uh, via, via your Instagram feed. <laughs> Brittany, listen, it's it's crazy times right now. I really appreciate you giving me a little bit of time. Thank you very much. Best of health to, sure. to you, your family, your daughter. And uh, I'll look forward to having you on the Forward Press again sometime in the future when we can talk about how you're playing in tournament golf again. So yes. thanks a lot. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. 
Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.